Oh golly, I need a microphone. If only I had two turntables. Well then, I'd be singing back at you. Let's listen to the Curry Brothers for a minute. I'm gonna adjust my lighting. podcast and the podcast player of your choice. You, of course, just heard the wonderful tones of the Curry Brothers, the pride of Gravenhurst, Ontario, with their track Link Ray Gunn on the album We Are the Curry Brothers. Check the link in the description. Do download that album. It is a fantastic EP of instrumental, lo-fi, sci-fi surf rock. It literally does everything I want it to. Oh, we got some people jumping in already on both sides of the equation. Hello, good evening. Welcome to the Toronto Beer Podcast with me, your host, Chris Schreier. For those of you who pay a lot of attention, no, I did not cut my hair. I don't have a top knot right now because I'm wearing a ponytail because I had a hat on. And I don't know if my shirt is evident to you, but I just came from rugby practice with the little guys. It was hot out there. I needed a, we call these a singlet in the rugby world. I believe they call them that in Europe. It's a tank top. If you're listening at home, I'm wearing a tank top. Now we're all caught up. Friends. Hey, how was your long weekend last weekend? Yeah? Oh, how about that? Yeah, me too. It was crazy. No, but seriously, I need to adjust this camera a little. One second. Um, nope, adjusted it too far. That's the one. Uh, <laughs> the cottage we were at was dangerously close to one of the tornadoes, but we were fine. Everything was fine. But it was intense. Let's go with that. Uh, but I hope you had a great long weekend. Good to be back. Almost skipped tonight because my wife is out right now. Went to the uh, National Geographic photographer presentation at Roy Thompson Hall. Lucky thing. I went to rugby practice with the kids, which is pretty fun too. But I got to tell you that not geo thing sounds pretty awesome. Anyway, um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, I was thinking of bailing on you all, but I had a plan. And I really wanted to put it into action. And I thought by next week I would have forgotten this plan. So we're going to go with it. We're going with it, guys. We're going live, to quote Bill O'Reilly. I think it was Bill O'Reilly. Now, I've done this in the past, but I don't think I've done this with one of these bottles. And uh, tonight we're going to talk a little bit about brewing, about home brewing, and specifically about this bottle of homebrew, which is in just a generic unlabeled bottle. I made this. Yes, it's caged and corked in a very creative, let's say, way. Uh, if you're listening and can't see, there's a cage and a cork, and the top thing that's holding it all together is actually an uncapped bottle cap. So there you go. This, I believe, is a Brett Saison that I made at least five years ago. But I actually think it's longer than that. I think it's probably over six years. This bottle has lived in a refrigerator for most, but not all of its life. And in the words of that very popular can condition saison from uh, our friends at Soda City and Gravenhurst, there's really no way of knowing uh, what's going to happen when I open this. Uh, it could be amazing. It could be a disaster. I actually brought... Uh, towel tonight. It's 
oops, sitting on my lap. I need to put my output tray in. One second, please. Bear with me. Bear with me. Bye, output tray. Otherwise, I'll keep doing that. I also just noticed in my video, I've got some Allen's multi-purpose bathroom cleaning vinegar back here. I did not put that there, but let's hope that I don't need it. Uh, we'll just leave that there for now. Uh, let's just do this and we'll talk about home brewing and what this beer is specifically once I figured out whether or not I'm about to get a beer shower, which I might. I'm just thinking about the best way to do this. I think I'm going to... Oh, well, the cage just snapped, so that's telling. Being very careful to keep my finger on top of the cork here, just in case it has plans of really going off. Now, I don't know if you can see that in the camera. It has swollen out a little, uh, so that means it is under pressure, although it's not trying to work its way out right now. I'm going to open it low. And if it starts to flow, you're probably going to hear cursing and me fighting with a towel to try and contain the mess. Sound good? Let's do it. Oh, well. Well, it turns out my concerns about the cork were unfounded. The dang thing will barely budge. Okay, I'm flexing it with my thumbs, one of which I jammed playing rugby this weekend and it's really sore. Let's use the other one. Yeah, I know. Everything in my life is about rugby right now. I'm sorry. Okay, this is really dangerous and I don't recommend it, but I'm going to use my teeth. Okay, I got it moving. Well, I moved it a little. The problem is it's going to hit a critical point where it's going to release, I think. And I don't want it to be in my mouth when that happens. This is a real journey, guys. I'm glad you're here with me for it. Okay, we're getting a bit of movement. The key is I don't want to break the cork off or all plans are screwed up at that point. Bit more teeth. It is moving. It's moving all right. Sorry, I need to keep talking. This is like right. Oh, shoot. This is what I'm worried about. We're starting to lose the cork. It's starting to break. And it's <sighs> broken. The good news is I have a bottle opener like a wine bottle opener, a cork, a, a cork remover. So, and we don't have to be as worried about corking a beer as we do about corking a wine. If there is some corky taste to this, well, we know why. All right, get the hinge down and pull, 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 pull. Come with me, baby. Oh, wow. It barely popped at all. It was completely... My fears were completely unfounded. I'm definitely smelling something already. This might get interesting. Here we go. Let's pour. And I don't even know what color it's going to be when it comes out. It should be 
slightly orangey yellow, if I remember correctly. It is a little darker than I was expecting, but it's in the range of what I would call my Saison. It's possible this is a beer to guard based on the color. This is more like brown. There's a very light carbonation to it. In the video on YouTube, it looks very dark. It's not. It's it's brighter than that. The Instagram video shows it a bit better. I'm holding it up to a light and it is coppery. Let's go with coppery. No head to speak of. Very gentle carbonation. There's a hair on the surface. I got it. Okay, aromas. Interesting. Wow, it's phenolic. Uh, it smells a little cooked, to be honest with you. Maybe just a little cooked. Do you know what cooked beer smells like? It's hard to describe, but that's what this smells like. There's some super sweet um, malty qualities, which I think means I probably did my usual three to two Vienna to Munich in this, which also explains the color, which might mean that it is a beer to guard, not a Brett Saison. There's no hop. But that's to be expected for a beer this old. Yeah, there's some spiciness to the yeast, but it's also smelling a bit phenolic. It's not bad. Like, it's not Band-Aids phenolic, but it's it's not clean. Okay, I'm going to take a sip. If I collapse and don't reappear, someone please call 911. <laughs> I think it's going to be fine. Hang on a sec. I might spit it out, though. We'll see. Oh, hello, Ashley Reed. I don't know you. I'm about to drink a very old bottle of homebrew. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was a beer to guard. That's surprisingly not... It's not awful. It's better than some homebrew that people have given me and told me was pretty good. Hmm. So yeah, there's definitely Vienna and Munich in there. Without a doubt. Um, it does also taste cooked. I have a feeling it lived outside of the fridge for a little while. I just can't remember when. This is um, sweet and malty, a little musty, mm. phenolic, and here it is starting to touch a little bit on the Band-Aid side of things. I'm assuming that there was probably a bottle refermentation that happened, and those phenols couldn't properly get out. Um, it is clean. It, there's no Brett in it, um, which is kudos to me. It didn't get anything infected in there, which is amazing after six years or whatever. Uh, yeah, there are some yeast spices. I'm guessing that this was probably a French Saison yeast. Uh, just a guess. It's not without its charm. I'm not going to finish it. Yeah, it's just malty with a 
weird phenolic tang. Body's kind of nice. It's just it could do with a bit more carbonation. It's like solidly light, medium bodied. That's another thing. It's amazing that it didn't totally dry out in this period. Yeah, a little canvas must on it. So there might be a little something in there. But it's not terrible. And hey, it didn't explode everywhere. So that could have gone a lot worse. I kind of feel like... I think I have another bottle of homebrew. It's back here. You know what that is? And definitely know what that is. And okay. Let's go with this one. Oh, the only problem is I have to get rid of this beer and I don't want to drink it and I can't put it back in the bottle. And I don't have anywhere to put it. Hey, bear with me one second. Okay, I'm back. Just call that intermission. Yeah, that's all. That was just the intermission. How were you guys while I was away? Did everything go okay? Oh, look, everyone left. That's fine. We're still recording this for posterity. Hey, uh, let's try this. This is a different bottle of homebrew. Uh, equally old, equally questionably stored. I'd say equally likely to explode, but I don't want to give you a misconception here. The other one was very likely to explode too. It just didn't. That means this one's very likely to explode. Let's see what happens with this one. Okay, well, it, it fsst a little bit more. Oh, there's still just a little bit of beer left in this glass. I did successfully pour that back into the bottle. I'm actually gonna do the same technique. I don't know if you could hear that, but I was just clearing out the glass a little. All right, what's this one gonna taste like? Whoa. This is really weird. It's more carbonated. It's definitely got a different body because it sluiced a little on the way in. Oh, this one smells interesting. This is a mixed fermentation. It smells like, uh, uh, what were those sweet tarts? It smells like sweet tarts and, uh, a little bit of horse blanket. So there's Brett in this one, all right. Oh, yeah, it's Brett and Amisus. Tastes like cherry pie and a bit of horse blanket. Hmm. Sour cherry pie, horse blanket, a little bit of some caramelly malt. But primarily, Brettanomyces. If you ever wanted to know what Brettanomyces tastes like in a beer and not be distracted by any other flavors in the beer, this beer is the beer for you.
This is a mixed fermentation homebrew I made with a friend. Again, five to six years ago, maybe seven years ago, I've lost track. This one also questionably stored. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to drink any more of that either. Oh, for a minute there, it tasted a little bit like a blue freezy. If you know what that tastes like. I am going to have one more sip. Yeah. Yeah, not bad. Just tastes like Brett. Fizzy, slightly malty Brett. Interesting. Well, what was the point of all this? Well, it's homebrew. And I haven't homebrewed in a long time. That's why I was drawing on bottles that have been sitting around my house that I keep thinking I really should do something with one of those sometime. And I didn't know what. And this is it. I opened them tonight. Didn't particularly enjoy either of them. Not a great pitch for what I'm about to tell you, which is especially this time of year. It's time to start thinking about getting into the hobby of homebrewing. If you like beer and you like cooking... Homebrewing, that could be perfect for you. I used to love doing it. I just don't have time and space anymore. By the way, I don't need this towel anymore. And it's hot on my lap, like a like a old person with a blanket on their lap at the theater. Uh, yeah, homebrewing, though. Oh, by the way, what am I going to eat with this? Nothing, because I'm done drinking it. Those beers were not good. They don't deserve getting paired with uh, a food. Let me prove it to you. Yeah, no, not interested. Oh, yeah, blue freezy again. Or uh, uh, slushy. Tastes like, like an icy, like a blue icy. Blue raspberry, I believe, is that flavor. It's actually kind of growing on me. I don't want to finish this because I don't want to be really sick tomorrow, but at the same time, I just can't help myself. Mm. That's what you're going to eat with this. Have it with a blue uh, uh, icy. Do they even make those anymore? Remember the blue and the red icies at the mall? Not like a 7-Eleven slushy. Icy. Different. Blue raspberry. That's what you're having with it. Uh, anyway, getting into homebrew. Yeah, so I've talked about this in the past, but homebrewing is, it can be as complicated as professional brewing. In fact, it can be more. I know some people who have incredibly elaborate processes, but it can be as simple as a kit where you brew it in a pot and then you ferment it in a growler like this, which I'm holding up, which if you're listening to the podcast, a growler is a 1.89 liter, better known as a 64 ounce glass container. You stick a rubber stopper in the top with a, 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 a water lock uh, uh, or a blow off tube and the beer can ferment there and you can drink that within about a week or so some really cool kits uh, you can get. But the big thing here is if it's something you're interested in, it's super easy these days. Uh, even when I started homebrewing, like I wasn't challenged to do it. And I had the benefit that I'm friends with a lot of brewers, but now it's just like, there are these amazing homebrew shops that have everything you need. You can order it online. They'll ship it to you. Um, like when I was still doing it, there was like books, but like you can go on YouTube and totally learn everything you need in like a weekend to get started. I'm not saying you're going to be winning contests, but to get started. Um, but yeah, it's absolutely worth 
checking out as it were if you want to even start sniffing around uh some places you could check out uh one of the best first stops is gta brews on facebook look them up gta brews it's a homebrewing group it's a private group so you're gonna have to ask to be added but they'll add you um and then you can kind of start exploring from there you could check out uh toronto brewing on the internet which i believe is just torontobrewing.com we're about to check torontobrewing.com yep torontobrewing.com check them out they are a homebrew supply shop literally everything you're going to need from the smallest little packet of dried orange peel right up to multi-thousand dollar fermenters for your homebrew setup if you go that far um all of the staff are homebrewers uh and so you could just go in and hang out and chat and they'll take you through it Whew, this beer's not good. Blue Icy, too much. Oh, I regret that. Uh, I don't regret telling you to check out Toronto Brewing, though. And the other thing, uh, if especially if you're in the West End, People's Pint Brewing has a real focus on home brewing. So if you wanted to, uh, you could go to People's Pint into the tap room and sit down and start sampling some of their beers and start asking them because the founders, uh, Doug and Pete both started as home brewers. In fact, uh, Doug at least did. I don't know if Pete did, but Doug entered a homebrew contest that I organized with the guys at the edge. And, uh, so like way back in the day, back when Jeff from Muddy York was still homebrewing, I'll remember the days, uh, Jordan from Reinhard, um, Lots of those guys started out as homebrewers. Uh, but People's Pint is a very homebrew-friendly uh, space. I know that, obviously, COVID's changed everything, but it used to be that they had a regular tap of a beer that they would have a homebrewer come in and make with them on their system. Um, so you might even meet another homebrewer there. Uh, definitely worth checking that out as well. But, yeah, uh, just to settle any questions that I can already hear you asking, is homebrewing going to save you money? No, it's not. Uh, that's a misconception. Uh because of the volumes of scale, you'll find that a professional brewer can produce beer at a significantly lower cost than you and still charge less while making a profit. That said, they can't make it exactly the way you want to. And so there's some freedom in there. Plus, there's a sense of accomplishment. It's fun. It's like I make sourdough bread. I don't have to, but I can and I like it. So every other week I make two loaves and a dozen rolls and it carries me through two weeks and then I make it again and it's delicious and I enjoy it. So homebrewing could be like that for you too. The other thing with homebrewing, if you start homebrewing, it doesn't mean that that's all you're ever going to drink. You can still buy beer. It's allowed, but uh, it's kind of fun having your own setup. The one thing I'll warn you about is if you get in it and you like it, not only is it not going to save you money, it's going to cost you money because you're going to buy those thousand dollar fermenters and you're going to set up a draft fridge in your man cave or woman cave or whatever it is you hang out in. Uh, and it's going to be awesome and your friends are going to love you, but uh, it's not going to come for free. That said, don't let that stop you. If it's something you're interested in, look it up. It's a really fun hobby. And uh, like I said, if I had more space and time in my life right now, I would be 100% it. I still have my homebrew set up tucked away, uh, waiting to be dusted off and cleaned and ready to make another batch of beer. Just not this time of life for me, unfortunately, but I do highly endorse it. So that is tonight's app. Get yourself uh, homebrewing. 
The other thing you can do, by the way, if you get onto a group like GTA Brews, you can ask to go along when somebody else is brewing and see how they do it. Uh, it's a great way to, A, meet some people that are involved in the hobby, and then also see, like, is this something I actually want to do? Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. But it's a great way to get introduced to it. Uh, and G GTA Brews does a uh, monthly uh, meet meetups, meetings. Uh, you could swing by one of those and meet a bunch of people as well. That's assuming you're in the Toronto area. If you're not, there's a lot of other awesome places that you can do the same thing. For instance, Shortfinger Brewing, which is in Cambridge, Guelph, or Shortfinger? Hang on a sec. Shortfinger Brewing. Kitchener. So I was in the neighborhood. Um, love Shortfinger. That's, uh, that's Bobo. Uh, Rob, uh, started that place up with his partner, Kat, and a crew of awesome homebrewers as well. So they're worth checking out if that's more your area. Um, and again, same deal. They do make their own beers, but you can go in, they have supplies. And, uh, most importantly, you can just kind of pick their brain, be like, Hey, I'm, I think I'm interested in homebrewing. Can you tell me more? And, uh, I'm sure they would be more than willing to, uh, to help you out with that. So yeah, that's it pretty short up tonight. Uh, like I said, I almost skipped it, but uh, I didn't. Here I am. Yay! And I will be back next Monday with a, a non-home-brewed beer, a professionally brewed beer, and uh, I will enjoy it, hopefully, significantly more than these two bottles, which I now have to go dump out. Uh, but until then, you have a great week. Uh, why don't you, this week, get outside? Because it's going to be beautiful out there. Hot, Sunny. We might get a nice little thunderstorm on Wednesday, but a little summery thunderstorm, that's a nice thing to get in the middle of a week. Uh, but get yourself outside, get some vitamin D, as they say, and uh, yeah, meet me back here next Monday. I'll be a little bit more well-organized. I Hopefully my wife will be around, so I won't have been distracted by that. And uh, yeah, drink something tasty. If you got something in mind, send it my way. Not literally, or literally send it my way, but send me what you think I should try, and uh, I can make that happen. Happy to take suggestions any old time. Anyway, talk at you in seven days. Once again, if you are listening to the podcast, this is the Curry Brothers link in the bio to their amazing record on Bandcamp. Go buy it now. This is Link Ray Gun. Good night. Thank you.